Hello, viewers and listeners. Thank you for joining us for this is the Swamp Things show. What are we calling it? Swamp Things. Welcome to Swamp Things. <laughs> Charles really likes that last part. I'm here with my illustrious co-host, Charles Fernandez. Welcome, Charles. Or as I prefer to be called on this show, Spicy C. When did people begin to talk like that? That's how you always say it. Oh. Spicy C, just Spicy like that. Spicy C, sure. Hey, little personal news. Yeah. Great news for our family. Our son Michael is engaged, officially. Woo! We've been waiting for a while. Here's a really exciting thing that he did which I could not imagine doing, he designed the wedding ring that he proposed with. He designed it, literally. So, yeah. He looked at some wedding... I asked him, how did you do that even? He looked at some wedding rings that his now fiancé liked. That that was not one of them that Bale we're looking at right now. They can't see it. Oh, sorry. And, uh, yeah. Well, I guess he wanted a computer or something and designed something that combined the features that she liked and... Yeah, I really admire that about people to take that on because that's a big job. Like even just knowing what they'd like and yeah, she did give him some some examples of things she liked. I'm also always impressed when people can afford a wedding uh, an engagement ring. I know. Like I had to sell I had to sell my car to buy an engagement ring. That's a sad story, but it actually is not. It's a really happy story because Michelle. Oh, sorry. Anyway, let's stop there. Hopefully, my wife's not watching because she hates when I bring this up. But anyway. <laughs> You know, that shows you how much you love. That's the sign of love. What? Regret. Regret. <laughs> you hear? You heard it here first, folks. Regret. No. That's the sign of love. I was just saying what you were thinking. No, I, I wasn't thinking that. My wife and I, this is this is because we were kind of goofy. Well, we still are a little bit. We had copper engagement rings, which were enameled. Okay. Gold wedding rings. Yeah. But wedding wedding band. So they didn't last that long. I think we still have them somewhere. I bought mine online, oh, yeah. and this was in 2003, hmm. back when like really, yeah, really wasn't a big that. thing. Yeah, and I remember being really kind of nervous about doing it, but I thought, oh, it looks legitimate, and and, and it all worked out fine. Yeah, oh great, it's great. But yeah. um, so Michelle's wearing it till today. Yeah, it's uh, it looks great, and uh, yeah, yeah, I bought a non-matching set, but I didn't design my own. So kudos to your son Michael for doing that. That is great. Yes. See, hey Sam, what's new with your family? Uh, well. Really, the only thing that's new this week is uh, that school's out for the summer. That old Alice Cooper song? School's out, out for the summer. Reminds me of great seven school's back in the 70s. forever. They'll probably be back in school in the fall. No more teachers. No more teachers. No more books. No, no more pencils, no more books. Oh, yeah. No, no more teachers. Dirty Hey, my family includes teachers. So does yours, probably. Of course. Everybody's related to a teacher. Everybody's related to a teacher. Yeah. 
the good part is they didn't have to look at their teachers for the last three months. Depending on the teacher. Sometimes I like some of my teachers. I like looking at them. There is a silver lining. That would be a fun thing. How about we call, Oh, we just like, offended all the teachers out there. No, no. This would be, here's a fun idea for the future. Okay. Call up one of our old high school teachers and just like say, hey, how's it going? And look what I've done with all the education you gave me. <laughs> Whoops. That would actually be hilarious, only because I don't feel like they'd be that impressed. I know. In my case, anyway. Oh, well. With you, probably. They'd be like, oh, he's a deacon. He's a deacon. Yeah. He's a goodly deacon now. I take the deacon very seriously, but hopefully not myself. The goodly deacon. Coming over to ensure that the liturgical norms are followed to the letter. To the letter. There's a saying on some trad. I can do some of your sacraments. You missed that. I know, fine. I can do a few of the less important sacraments for you. <laughs> like baptism. Like baptism. It's not one of the less important sacraments. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, you yeah, can't do any of the really cool ones, though, like calling down lightning. and That's not a sacrament. And zapping people when they sin, like right through the heart, <laughs> like St. Peter did. You can't St. Peter? Yeah. No, he did not. They yeah. were struck down dead. He did not zap them through he the said, heart. I, I read, that my no. reading of that is that he went and zapped them right through the heart. I think you're thinking of the uh, Marvel villain Electro. No. Pretty not. Pretty sure he's not. And he was but, wearing like a hood. And he had really scary eyes. That's Electro, the Marvel villain. Okay, maybe. All right. Hey, <laughs> that's enough about us. Let's talk about something really important okay. instead. What do you got? <laughs> Time for weird stuff. You see in Grey Bruce. Great stuff and great cruise. Boom, boom, boom. All right. On today's episode, look at what we got here. Hmm. Now, for those of you watching from a cityscape, this may be a little unusual to see a... Well, this is a round bale of hay. Mm-hmm. A wrapped bale... Well, not wrapped, but round, round bale of hay. And it's laying on a sidewalk. Yeah. And this picture was taken in downtown Tiverton. Bruce County. Which, if you're around here, you know... That's kind of a misnomer, because does Tiverton have a downtown? It has a main street. It doesn't have an uptown. That's true. So it doesn't have a downtown. It's just town. So anyway, you don't usually see round bales in towns, but around here, it's not really that uncommon. Um, many of us have seen this, because sometimes the round bales fall off. Now, you're not supposed to let them fall off, and you can get in big trouble for that, but mm -hmm. it does happen. Sure. And I like this picture, because this reminded me of an experience I had when I was a kid. Yes, what happened to you, Sam? Not a kid, but like a teenager all. Um, as, you know, many farmers and farm families are, are used to, kids are part of the farming and they, mm -hmm. they often learn how to drive the, the tractors and things like that, which is perfectly fine. And uh, as long as, you know, there's certain restrictions for when they can drive a tractor and that. But those restrictions didn't occur, didn't happen when I was young because I'm old. But um, I did one time when I was pulling a, bale, a, a load of square bales went a little too close to the ditch and it was kind of like a really kind of a steep yeah. incline maybe like 30 degrees or something. Yeah. I went a little I just veered out a little too far yeah. into the ditch and I tipped the load into the ditch it was a very right. big mess yep. yeah uh, it makes me think because I did not grow up on the farm that farming is very dangerous mm -hmm. and yet can be so much fun and mostly however I'm guessing I don't know tons of hard work oh, all yeah. the time well yeah you take it for granted. I'm not used to working like that. I take it for granted. You know, growing up, I hated it. But mm -hmm. uh, now I'm actually glad that I did because yeah. it taught me a lot. And I learned just a lot of things about a lot of things. You know, kind of made me the well-rounded individual that I am today. 
Um, so, Roundvale and Tiverton, what should the driver he misses of that... all my jokes. Every one of my jokes. He misses them. No, the He just doesn't react is, at all. Yeah, I'm the straight I man. I say funny stuff, and you're like... Huh? What? Well, the point of all this, and the Roundvale and Tiverton is... Okay, can you tell is your that a good again? impression? Can you explain your joke? Because that jokes are really funny when you explain them. Never mind. All I was right. I was pointing, poking fun at myself, saying I'm a well-rounded individual. Oh, because you're round. The only way I'm rounded is my head or, or my face. What about your midsection? And my midsection, very very round. Because <laughs> I can talk. Very I well. I can talk. Well-rounded. <laughs> oh my. I don't think we needed that last demonstration. Well-rounded. Now that okay, fair enough. Um, I meant my personality goofball. Oh right. Did you say? I think you meant to say spicy C. Spicy C goofball, they're interchangeable. All right. Hey, what should the driver of that uh, presumably tractor was that drawing that load of uh, round bales done? What should they have done? What should they have done? Yeah. Uh, well, they should have noticed that they knocked a bale off. That they fell, a bale fell off their load first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they didn't. They just didn't have the tractor to pick it up. Right. Because like unlike small squares, if a bale falls off a round bale, you. You know, you can't really just go and pick it up. Put it back up there. They weigh, you know, especially it's going to fall apart. That one looked like the. the it looked the like it had some it. damage. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, so probably he didn't have the tractor there, so he would have to go and get a tractor that could lift it and bring it back and get it. And, and Tell me about small square bales, because I did a little helping with years ago when Mary's family was still farming, helped with the hay a few times. Small squares is what we were dealing with. Why are you, why are you guys doing small square bales? Yes, so we get asked this a lot, uh, or comments, a lot of comments uh, from our neighbors, mm -hmm. because not a lot of places do small squares, squares the way we do. There are a lot that use bale throwers, which is a, a one-man operation. They carry a, a wagon with a big rack around it, and the rack catches the bales, and mm -hmm. the bale thrower actually makes a bale and throws it. It's about a 30-pound bale or so. And... Uh, we don't do that. We have an old-fashioned one where the bales just come off. Slowly. Slowly, and you pick them up, and you put them in a pile on the wagon. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to unload them. So you actually have to touch the bale three times before it's in the in the barn. So it's very labor-intensive. And um, I think uh, I would eventually like to get away from that. But uh, my dad is kind of old-school, and he, he loves having a... Uh, a barn full of square bales that you can just throw down in the winter. You don't have to blow snow or anything like that. So, anyway. I'm really interested in words that people use in very specialized things that most of us aren't used to, especially because most people aren't farming these days. So I love the word where you where you uh, pile up the square bales. Is it called a hay mow? A mow. What's a mow? A mow is a place where you put square bales. There you go. That's all. And it's really just a part of the barn. Yeah. A flat part of the barn that you Cover and load it up around. all the way up to the roof, right? And there's a real art to it. In fact, last year when I was I was in charge of one of the mows, mm -hmm. and I did it wrong, and the whole thing fell out. Whoa! Yeah, you say so, fell out, like it started to bulge. It's supposed to be flat, uh, up and down like this, and it, yeah. it started to bulge out slowly. Right. And eventually, it just went poof, and the whole thing fell down. Holy smokes! Because I hadn't, I hadn't like built it, built it in enough here. Like bricks. Like bricks, yeah, or like yeah. interlocking. Mm -hmm. There's a pattern you need to do oh. at the edge, so. Now, anyway, yeah, I'm not that good at it because I'm not a real farmer. But you are a farmer. But I'm not a real farmer. Okay, I don't know the difference. You want a real farmer? Talk to my dad or my brother. I'm just. Uh, um, I just like to eat. I like to eat the produce, the product. You help out though. I help out. Years ago, when I started coming to Mass here, um, I mentioned to Jerry Peckman that I lived on the farm. He said, well, 
you're not a farmer, right? I said, no, I'm not a farmer. He said, okay, so you're a rural dweller. I can barely say that. It was rural not a put down. Dweller. He's a very nice man, very respectful. It was like, I was put in my place, if I may put it like that, a rural dweller. Hmm. Yeah, because, well, I've heard people from the city say a lot of times, like, oh, they live on a farm. And really yeah. it's like a, it's a rural dwelling, you know, like a, I know. It, it's, it used to be a farm or it could be a farm, but it's not. Or really it's being rented out. Being rented out, yeah. Yeah. Those kinds of things. yeah. That's very common. Actually, fair enough. I am a rural dweller. I'm not a farmer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So sometimes we should talk to a real farmer, maybe your brother Mark, or we'd talk to us sometime. Yep. We'll tease that possibility. Hey, speaking of things that you hate on farms, what do we got next? Do you want to introduce the segment? Flush this? How long will it keep going? I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. I like the sound effect. Yeah. What are you flushing actually, today? It's actually over. Yeah, the sound effect's over. Um, what are we flushing today? Well, this was my idea for flush this. Yeah. And what I want to flush today is cows. What? And the reason I want to flush cows, I'll explain this to you. So cows are delicious. To eat. And to eat. Yeah. No, they're delicious to smell. Of course they're delicious to eat. Okay. Okay, they're delicious to eat, and they give milk. Yeah. Um, they're very gentle, very docile animals. Mm. But... Are they? they we'll come back to that. Raising them is a pain. Okay. In some ways, and uh, I'll th- uh, there's two ways that my cow- my particular cattle herd are a pain. Now, first of all, we don't have many cows at my residence, um, at the farm and my where I live. We have about 17, so there are many more at the other farms, uh, where we have our breeding herd and also our like um, our meat herd, which is like mm-hmm. the bigger ca- the bigger steers and that. So we have kind of the ones in between. They're usually young. They're usually being weaned, and weaned means are you know taken away from their mother. So we get them first. Right. And they're usually like really noisy when we get them. So they're kind of annoying. Balling is the word I've heard. Balling. They're looking for their mom. Yep. So there's that. But they also, when they get out, they just go for it. So uh, we've had a number of breakouts in the last little while. One of them, I've never had, we've never had happen before. We were loading some and one got agitated, like worked up. And it jumped on top of the fence, the rail fence, and broke it. So, because it's Rail fences aren't that strong. And They're not meant for it. The cows just aren't smart enough to know they can break it. Yeah. So they just crunched it down and then got out and ran away. And it actually ran so far. We chased it. It ran so far it got to our other farm, which is hmm. on the other concession. So we put it in there, as luck would have it. Yeah, that's pretty fortunate. Um, so they're a pain. When they get out, they're a pain. They are delicious, though. The second reason is because they play, they they fool my grandma. So what? I have, yes. So I have my I am very very blessed to live near my grandmother. She's ninety five. Just believe. down the lane. Maybe ninety four. Maybe ninety four. She lives at the end of our lane on the road. So there was a, a severance there, and she lives on that lot. Um, still lives by herself. Has a lot of help, but she lives by herself. Very independent. Um, but from time to time, she sees cows where they're not. So oh. she'll see cows in our lane. And so the other morning, I was woken up quite early. Not probably that early to most farmers but I'm not a real farmer and I was woken up to the phone ringing and usually mm-hmm. when the phone rings at a strange time you're like oh it's something bad yeah, yeah maybe the cows are out that's usually the first thing I think sure <laughs> they're downtown ah they're in Chepstow running around no this time it was my downtown grandma downtown in quotes just like downtown Tiverton downtown um, but no this time um, uh, it was a report that the cows were out but it was by my grandma she had seen the cows 
grazing in the field where they're supposed to be near the lane, and mm -hmm. she thought they were in the lane getting out. So, uh, so they're a nuisance to me. And for that reason, um, I want to flush cows. And flush them again? I've, I'm just going to do the audio here. Go for it. I've got my finger on the button. Okay. Cows, consider yourselves flushed. Goodbye to the cows. Hey, you know what? This is episode four oh, of... It's still well, going. What? It's filling up again? It's filling up. Oh. It's okay. We can talk while it's filling up. All right. That's good. I love that sound at the end when the... But it goes finally. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice sound. It's like a click of a good, well-oiled lock. Yeah, and it's the it's the feeling that you could go again anytime you want, without worrying. Without worrying about whether there will be water to flush down your poop. Did you just? Okay. Yeah. Hey, speaking. Of I don't want. I don't want to be on a podcast where we can't say poop. Okay. I think I I kind of made that clear already. So we're going to be really good for great grade four boys they'll like Poop. this they'll love this is that right is that the right age oh, your boys hang on. It's, it's probably coming up soon here oh my goodness you guys can still hear it i think you can tell nope oh, it's full done Done like dinner it wasn't as good as like normal like, uh, like that. very the satisfying poop's start hey. over start building up more poop kind of related <laughs> swamp What's a swamp, after all? And what's a swamp thing? And what's a swamp thing? Yeah, the title of our podcast. Um, so, there's a thing in comic books, and this was a comic book name originally, uh, called an origin story. So there's origin episodes of comic book movies, and there's origin episodes, you know, uh, editions of comic book series. So, like, the series might be going for a while, and all of a sudden there's an origins episode. This is our origins episode. Where does this name Swamp Things come from, Sam? So we got a little clip from a movie, and then we'll talk about the comic book. All right, we got a clip from clip from one of the Swamp Things movies. One of the two. Probably, were there only two? I think there were only two. Okay. He wasn't. He. Swamp Thing wasn't a super popular. I mean, he just wasn't that photogenic, probably. Right. And they were just really badly and made. And filming in the swamp. Okay. I don't know. but And I'd never, I'd honestly never heard of Swamp Thing yeah. until we thought of doing this podcast. So um, we have a little video to show you, which hopefully we won't get taken down for. It's the return of Swamp Thing, which is Swamp Thing 2. Wow. From 1989. We wanted to show you this one because it is a way funnier trailer. Right? Is that, that fair to say? Swamp Thing's one. That yeah, Swamp sure. Thing's one does. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're just going to turn the volume up here, and uh, we're going to let you watch it. Are you ready? Here you go. Go. The big green guy is back. Look at me, Swamp Thing. You're a plant, aren't you? Turn the lock there. He's busters. to settle the score. Find him. And bring him in. He's got a grudge. Cause I turned him to sludge. <laughs> I believe this is yours. What? The return of Swamp Thing. I love those boats. Starring Louis Jordan. What did you do? Sell your soul to the devil? Let's just say he has a lease uh, with an option to buy. Heather, <laughs> 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 I can't manage. All right, let's pause it there. Oh, that's a good there place to go. go. 
That was the second. Unbelievable that they made a second Swamp Things movie after the first. I I don't know if it was an awesome The first was so successful that they had to make number two. premiered at Sundance or something. To be, you know, I've watched the part of episode one. It's yeah. actually a lot more serious than number one, number two. Oh, yeah, I know. Right? The thing about the Swamp Thing character is it actually is kind of like an environment, like an early environmental character. It's like, yeah, the swamps and, you know, officially, like, because we had to have our place zoned because we had our place built a few years back. It's like environmentally sensitive wetland. But we prefer to call it a swamp. Yeah. Okay. Now, I like how there's just like some random gang of like mercenaries who have an interest in this swamp. <laughs> they're like, you know, like big shootout. And they're shooting at a plant because that's not going to hurt the plant because the plant does not care. Why are all these weapons you know, and mercenaries and soldiers and stuff in the swamp? I, re- I did some background reading on uh, some dumb Wikipedia kind of thing about swamp things about the character in the movie last night. And as usual, a waste of time, because who cares? But this is uh, this is like the version of Swamp Thing that was in the comic books. Mm-hmm. It was I think it started in the '60s. DC Comics put out this character Swamp Thing and went through different versions. And anyway, so was he a good? Like was he good or was he evil? Well, I was gonna say, the closest parallel to comic books and comic book movies I can think of, because I never follow these, but is, is like a soap opera. So like good characters turn to bad characters. And so there. Look at the red eyes. That's all kind of menacing yeah, version. Yeah, like, you know, most superheroes are. Yeah. So is he good, superhero? Is or is he, he super is, villain? Or is it like like WWE? Like you got the heel turn. You get like characters change around completely, and then like he's possessed by evil spirits sometimes. And the question is, is he actually like a man who was transformed into the swamp creature, or is he like a collection of plants that think that they're alive and sentient? He's got a grudge because they turned him to sludge. They turned him into sludge. Uh, so that is the origin of the origin of the origin of Swamp Things. Okay. <laughs> to put it succinctly. Succinctly. The goodly deacon has put it succinctly. I did my us. best to put it succinctly. Thank you, goodly deacon. Uh, hey, which reminds me, another little teaser for our countless, countless numbers of fans. We'll do a little bit of a comic book thing sometime in the future. That'd be fun. Mm, I like it. I like comic books way too much. When I moved five years ago, a uh, family member said, you cannot move these because you are too old. You're 50 now. Don't move your comic books. So I didn't. funny. I know. It's pathetic, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, it's going to be a great next segment. Awesome. So we'll let you introduce that, Sam. Okay. In our next segment, we have an interview that we did with our pastor, Father Gary, who is leaving us shortly, and we wanted to talk to him and ask him a few questions. We talk Tolkien, we talk smoothies, peanut we talk butter smoothies, emotions, <laughs> or lack or lack thereof, or lack thereof. Yes, enjoy. Hello to all our viewers. Thank you for joining us for this little interview we've got. We're here with Father Gary Schlack. No, it's not a joke. That is his real name, <laughs> and. Uh, we wanted okay. to talk to Father Gary today because, for a very specific reason, uh, not because he's particularly interesting or has anything interesting to say, but because he's going to be leaving fairly soon. So we figured we better just interview him, you know, as a courtesy, because we won't ever see him again. So, 
So there you go. There's the ah! <laughs> so there's the introduction. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna, Father Gary, you don't want to talk a lot, right? This no, is, this is more no, about nothing about you. Yeah, okay, yeah. So fine. Okay, I'm mad. Why am I mad, Father Gary? Do you know why I'm mad? No, why are you mad? Where are you? Where's mad? the beer? Oh, the beer. You promised. Oh, no, see, no, we start yeah, off with we said that. let's have let's have a segment called Coffee with the Pastor. Yeah. And then you said no, let's have beer with the pastor. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about the beer, but I do have something else here. I have a nice smoothie for you if you like. I can get some more for both of you. You know. <laughs> That's a really No, it's it, really, it's really good. You don't know what's in here. This is very healthy. Wait, you just said I don't. You don't know what's in here. Yeah, you don't. You don't know. Oh, Actually, no, we don't know. I made, I made a list here. All what's, right. What is in this smoothie is our tomatoes, radishes, red pepper, carrots, avocado, bananas, kiwi, strawberries, red beet juice, vegetable juice, and apple juice, and lots and lots of peanut butter. So. It tastes like peanut butter, which I like. So I have all those wonderful nutrients that I'm drinking every day <clears throat> with the flavor of peanut butter. I think it's brilliant. I, I love it. I think, you know, this could. This you could think go. that's the way the world could go to just solve I think so. world hunger? Just yeah. Puree all of our vegetables. Puree, puree vegetables. You got more vegetables than you would eat on your own, and you can get them every day. It's very easy. I would add chocolate instead of peanut butter. With, oh, okay. If you like chocolate, sure. Do yeah, you like chocolate? No. I like chocolate, but I really like peanut butter. It's got sugar in it, so I would. Uh, yeah. Well, when did you start drinking smoothies, Father Gary? Just for fun? Um, probably maybe about a year ago. Not that oh, long ago. Yeah. That's a long yeah, ago. I just, actually, I, I wanted to get more veggies, and I didn't want to bother making a salad. And I'm often in a hurry in the morning, so if I, ha I have a Vitamix, so I just make a big, big container of Vitamix, and then put it in the fridge. And uh, if I don't mm. put any milk in it, it lasts for a few days, and I can. Drink it on the go. I think, I think, you know. It's a busy priest's ideal meal. Yes. Lots of, lots of energy. Lots All our viewers who are busy priests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. related. Mm -hmm. All zero All viewers who are priests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You and you know. can put it, I can put anything in there. Yes. Uh, and just add peanut butter so it tastes like peanut butter. Just add peanut butter. That's, that's probably a that's secret to life. It is, it is. It is. So you, you may have guessed that by Father Gary's name, Schlack, that he is of German descent, as am I. And uh, Germans aren't, aren't known for their emotion. And What's that? <laughs> so the first question I have for Father Gary, we didn't really plan this out, but I have a question for you is, how do you feel about leaving Holy Family after seven years? How do I feel? How do you feel? Oh my goodness, I'm the kind of person that when I have a feeling, I, I kind of realize it two or three days later. And right I think, in a drill. Hey, I had a feeling yesterday. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Hi, doctor. Uh, yeah, my last feeling was March <laughs> that's 14th. Right. That's right, that's right. Um, no, actually, um, when I think about it, uh, I, I feel a little bit sad because of, uh, because of all the good people, you guys, that I'm leaving behind. You know, the mm. staff is so good. The people here are very, very good faith is great it's really a, a wonderful parish um and i don't know where i'm going and what i'm what i'm going to be stepping into so the the unknown is there you know the place but you don't know i know the, be like, yeah right? i know the place but i've never been in that church and i don't know anybody from that parish so, so has, has anybody from your parish reached out to you uh yeah actually the secretary has okay and, uh, we've communicated a few little things about holidays and marriages coming up and stuff like that you know the other good thing though the on the other hand though I'm going to be close to friends who live in uh, uh, Kitchener, Guelph, and Ancaster. So uh, that's going to be nice. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. a mixed bag. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, you were trying to prank Sam with that little rattlesnake. Yes, I was. Yeah. Um, and he was saying all those things about me. Making you blush? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you blush, so it's no, probably not no, likely. no. You have to have a feeling. To Germans do that. don't blush. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. Uh, they have green blood. They turn green. Yeah. And you, need a, red. and you need a feeling first. You right? need a feeling yeah, first. Yeah. Green yeah. blood like the Vulcans on Star Trek. That's right. I believe had green blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the whole prank thing? Um, well, <laughs> that has a long history here in the parish. I'm not sure how long I was here, maybe a year or so. And Jean is our housekeeper. She's been the housekeeper here in this parish for like 32, 33 years. And she's 85 years old now. And when I came in uh, for some, from uh, my day off and I went from the garage towards the kitchen, Jean had her back to me in the kitchen doing the dishes. And so I just went, and then I stepped back into the hallway. So she turned around and didn't see anybody. So she slowly came out. I could see her shadow coming out towards the hallway. So I stepped back into the laundry room, which was dark. And it was wintertime, so I had my big long coat on, black coat on. And uh, when she stepped around the corner and saw me, she hesitated for one or two seconds and then she let out this big scream. <laughs> and uh, turns out she likes being pranked. So uh, ever since then, we've been pranking each other back and forth. And so over the last five years, I don't know how many times I've found this in my, you know, my desk drawer or um, <laughs> in, my, in my bed when I go to bed late at night. Uh, different, different things like that. Um, yep. uh, Do you ever feel like you told or, or sorry, did, did a prank that was like a little bit across the line? We've always been pretty. No, good about no, that. no. It's been. It's I always did. been good. Yeah, <laughs> you did. What, what did you here? Do? I did one here that was across the line. Yeah, yeah. Am I allowed to talk about that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let me just finish. Some of the oh, okay, some sure. of the tricks I played on Gene was uh, I, uh, one Halloween I <clears throat> was downtown here in Hanover, and some store was selling this life-size skeleton. You know, like the kind that you see in medical schools. So I bought it and. And we, we Anne and I, our secretary, made a little contraption. So we hung it up um, behind the uh, the closet that, that had two doors that kind of folded open and folded shut, mm -hmm. uh, and um, a pantry. Uh, and we had it on a string so that when it was when when it, when you opened it up, it came swinging out wow. from the side. <laughs> that was cool. And the other one was a, a fake arm that was from the shoulder down to the hands. And I put it in the fridge and put this part of the arm underneath, you know, a heavy container so that the, the hand was there. And when you open the fridge, the hand just came up like this. You know? <laughs> and I did it the night before. And then in the morning when I went down for breakfast, of course, nobody's here yet. Uh, I opened the fridge and I forgot about it and I scared myself. <laughs> Oops. So, yeah. So these kinds of pranks were going on back and forth over the years. And it's been it's been fun. What is she, what is she pranked you with? Well, the snake. Oh, that's um, hers. Okay. You know, sometimes I go. Yeah. I remember once coming upstairs. This was really late at night. I was coming back from somewhere and, and it was around midnight. I go upstairs to my, my bathroom, enter the bathroom. And as I enter, all of a sudden I hear somebody saying, hello there. 
and, <laughs> and I jump and I turn around and there's a little garden gnome in the corner of my washroom that, that speaks when through motion. When you go by. You know, I said, yes, I'm a talking gnome, you know, and how are you? And it just went on and on like that. So it really startled me because I didn't think anybody would be. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Talking garden gnome. Like, they're, yeah, they're creepy yeah. to begin with. Yeah, they are. They look yeah. creepy. Yeah, yeah. A little one that speaks to me more. So that's been sort of going on back and forth. That was, it was fun. It Speaking was fun. of other recreational activities that you like, you, walk, you like movies. Yeah, I do like movies. And yeah. I remember Father Gary talking to you a while ago, and you said you didn't necessarily look out for Christian movies, but what kind of movies do, do you look out for? Oh, my goodness. Well, that's, sometimes people will say to me, oh, Father, you know, like, um, you must watch EWTN a lot, you know? Catholic um, Channel. Catholic Channel, yeah. Catholic, you know, talk shows about about the faith and things like that. And I, t I tell them, I say, listen, you know, I kind of do religion all day long, and I pray a lot, and I read the scriptures, and I prepare homilies and I talk to people about faith all day long so that when I have a little bit of time off with my friends, I want to go see the Terminator. <laughs> I want to see something different, you know. Do you have any, do you have so, any favorite movies that you've seen in the last few years or um, that you really like? No, yeah, I like, um, I like true stories. They're always, they're very inspirational when you think that this has actually happened to somebody, you know. Um, I like action, I like intrigue and mystery. So I like a variety. So you can get inspired. You just don't feel anything about being inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, feel okay. inspired. Yeah, yeah. And and other people in the movie may be crying at a certain scene, and I'll look at them and I'll think, yeah, I can understand why you're crying, but <laughs> but I don't. Wow. <laughs> the most that'll happen is a tear will well up in my eye, but it won't fall over my my eyelid. You know. Just gets reabsorbed. Yeah, it just gets yeah yeah <laughs> basically. <laughs> It's like your body detects one coming out and goes, like, nope. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. In. This, what is that? Foreign your tear duct is like, give me that back. Come back is, here. This is not the forum for like a really serious conversation about being a priest. No. So we're not doing that. So just in case you don't know Father Gary, I know you take, we know you, it's a, it's who you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. well that. You didn't say that, you didn't say that you like superhero movies. I, oh, I, I do like, like action, like yes. action yes. movies. Yeah, right? I, lo I love things like the Avengers and mm. Thor and and uh, that stuff. Yeah, I, can, I relate to that. I don't, I don't like going out and watching a serious, always watching a serious movie. I no, don't no. like to go out and just get some raw entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just because like everything I do is Explosions serious, so. and guns. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, space travel and yes. science fiction Star and stuff Trek, like that. Star Wars. Like, yeah, they, yeah. Now, I've yeah. seen you, Father Gary, dressed as a fictional character because we had a Lord oh, of the Rings yeah, thing yeah. last fall. Or is this the winter? Was it the winter? The winter. In the, in the winter. February. Yeah. Like, like years February ago. first, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was you dressed as we have to come in character, right? It was a theme uh, for, with the youth group of Lord of the Rings. So I, I got dressed up as Gandalf. <clears throat> I, it's Lord of the Rings. I wonder my, why, yeah. Lord of the Rings is my uh, favorite all time, my, my lifetime favorite um, novels, you know, mm. Lord of the Rings. Um, when I was about 19, I read them. I loved them so much, I read the whole trilogy three times in a row. And I always identified wow. with Gandalf. I kind of really th thought Gandalf was cool, you know? So anyway, so when this came up, I, I jumped at the uh, um, opportunity to dress as Gandalf. And you were a great Gandalf. So I did drink, I had there. a beard and a wig oh, yeah. and a staff. And it was a lot of fun. That was fun. That was fun. It was like the last fun thing we did. Yeah, before yeah. the shutdown, yeah. you were, Who were you? You were... I just... I don't know, an elf. An elf. You had an elf, yeah, you had ears, and you were... Tolkien. Tolkien. Oh, you were Tolkien. That's right. Yes, yeah. I was. Sam asked me to do some yeah. talks about the movies and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so. Fun. It just sort of fun. 
curiosity, you said 19 when you first read them. Yeah, about 19, and 19, you read, 20. You read them three times in a three row? Three times in a row. How old were you when you became Catholic? Just, they're just curious. I've never been to those two before. I my conversion experience around 22, and I became Catholic at 24. Do looking back, I'm just wondering, cause, because those novels and movies are not Catholic officially. No. But they have a very, like, he's built in a lot of Catholic stuff. Right. That, that is not necessarily there unless you want to look for it, which he, yeah. which he didn't go out of his way to make it blatant. <clears throat> but do you, do you ever wonder whether the, I, I kind of wonder, do you think it might have had an impact on your, like, just your world view? Like, I don't know. That's a really good question. I just know I was attracted to it. It was a very interesting story. I really love good versus evil mm -hmm. and, and a mission and a purpose and you triumph over overcoming the odds, you know? Yeah. And it was just very interesting. But I always had a little bit of an attraction to that sort of thing, even before that. Do you remember the series Kung Fu with David Carradine? Yeah, yeah. You know, Bruce Lee, Kung Fu. Well, um, I, the, the one thing I really liked besides the fighting scenes was I really loved it when David Carradine would give little phil philosophical statements, you know, like, you know, vengeance is like a water cup uh, with a hole in it. it. It offers you nothing, you know, like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And I, those things always stuck with me. I thought, wow, that's really cool. And I pondered them, you know. Like so proverbs. I think, proverbs. Proverbs, yeah, right? proverbs, yes. yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think even back then as a teenager, um, the, I, I was being attracted without even knowing it to like, what is true about life? I think that was beginning there a little bit, you know? Hmm. Yeah, through Kung Fu, of all things. The thing is, you, you read Lord of the Rings three times, but you didn't decide to be, like, evil. No. Like Saruman, you decided oh, no. to be good. Oh, well, yeah, 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 no, no. I, I, I thought if I could be a character, I would have liked to have been like Gandalf. <laughs> well, Isn't that funny? It's good. Yeah, yeah. Watching those movies with a group of young people, which we did uh, a few months back, it made me think about how... I read those books. Mm -hmm. I was probably in high school and I read them the first time at a similar in age or what have you. And uh, I do think, because I've spent a lot of time reading them and thinking about them and reading, reading stuff about them, including Tolkien's own stuff, that it's, it's a very interesting way of like, how do you come into a culture where faith is not that meaningful, but you, you bring something to the culture that is really attractive and fun and engaging to people and meaningful. And, and it, I think it kind of, I think it opens people up to faith. Mm. Uh -huh. It doesn't have it to. It, it can. It can, yeah. Because it, it, I just, I was thinking about how every now and then there's a little thing where he says that as a narrator, Tolkien's writing is like, as if there was like um, a, a hidden power of good behind everything. Mm -hmm. There's a, just a couple of little hints like that. Like mm. God is real. God is guiding this, even though... The characters themselves are not necessarily religious, mm -hmm. even in their own. No. The, the word that comes to mind for me is will. The word will. Yeah. That there's a will at play. Right. Right. And he doesn't identify it with a person or with a deity, but it's like there's a will at play. Almost like like the characters are being led without knowing it yeah. by some other mm. force or, or power. And and that and the ring, on the other hand, the ring has a will. Mm -hmm. Right, and the ring is trying to get back to Sauron to you know destroy the everything. world, everything, right, right, right? Cover the land in darkness, and he says he says that about the ring that it has a will, mm -hmm. so it's it's constantly trying to escape Frodo's mm -hmm. grasp. Mm -hmm. But Frodo, on the other hand, he's torn right. between the, this good will and the evil will of the ring. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, that's true. That's the word that I thought of. Gandalf is the one character who's literally 
like an ambassador or an angel kind of figure sent by God yeah, yeah. In, in terms of the world who knows actually that there is that God is in charge mm-hmm. but none of the other characters few of the other characters would know that mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. does that, that the one character Gandalf even though we don't get into his head to know that but mm-hmm. he knows that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and he rises again and yeah yeah he goes and he, he I remember when he comes back from uh, from the top of Moria you know when he's fighting the Balrock mm-hmm. on the, mm-hmm. the slopes of Moria and he he kind of has an out-of-body experience or dies or whatever you want to say but when he comes back he um, he alludes to the fact that he was sent back. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. he says, I, I come, I, you know, I was sent back to you mm-hmm. at the turning of the tide. And well, mm-hmm. how can you, you can't be sent back. You're sent back by a sender. Right? Mm-hmm. By somebody yeah. sender. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. like a, there's, there's again, this will in the background yeah. that's, that's influencing the, the this nameless sender. Yeah. yeah for mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. Almost reminds me of like the force in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. And, yeah. The force in Star Wars. Like but a, it's a more, the force is just like mm. force. The word force is impersonal, mm-hmm. whereas in, Ga- in Lord of the Rings, and it does make a difference. More personal. Yeah, yeah it's personal. Yeah, and a sender it, and a will is a personal thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's humanizing. It's like, a, well, I think it is like being a priest, because mm-hmm. a lot of people around you don't know mm-hmm. what you know, mm-hmm. and they may. And actually, Gandalf doesn't really. He, he explains it, but only in little bits and pieces, because mm-hmm. he, he, they just have to accomplish the mission. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a great trilogy. Yeah. If you haven't read it, I really recommend it. It's yeah. Lots of Lord it's of the Rings great. spoilers in there, mm-hmm. so you know. Mm-hmm. In where? In what we just said. Oh, right, mm-hmm. yeah, too mm-hmm. late. Yeah, too late now. Sorry, mm-hmm. we ruined it for you. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to no, read it now. But there's a lo- much, much, much more. <laughs> yeah. you know? Do it's, you have another character whom you like besides Gandalf? Um, he was the, the one that really stood out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I liked all, all, you know, of course, um, I admired um, what's his name Samwise because of his loyalty, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frodo, he was just very human, even though he's not a human. Sure. <laughs> yeah, kind of very he human. Really struggled back and forth with things, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the king and what did what they call him, Strider? Strider. Strider. No, Strider. 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 Aragorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the elves are kind of neat too. The absent yeah, king. Yeah, yeah, the elves are neat. King who doesn't know he's a king. Yeah, yeah. So um, we should probably wrap up shortly. But before that, yeah. Why did when we when we said I we thought like we should have coffee with the pastor as like our our little last chance to chat with you. Mm-hmm. Why did you say beer with the pastor? Um, well, I like beer, <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought to um, I don't know. It just seems more down to earth. Yeah, you know. Now we're having nasty smoothie shake with the pastor, <laughs> but we're not trying. We're not partaking. No. Yeah, they're not converted yet. I have more evangelizing to do. <laughs> keep working on that. Pretty soon you'll be on an infomercial. <laughs> Father Gary brand. Yep. Smoothie. Smoothie shake. Prepackaged. Oh, yeah. You could give people a blessing when they buy some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell the blessing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The blessing's free. Anything That's else, right. Sam? Father Gary? No, I don't. I don't have anything. Uh, else this is, this is actually more fun than i thought it would be we're we're, we're not planning to miss you oh okay okay it'll be too sad so you know none of us will share, shed a tear at your departure oh okay just okay. if it makes you feel any better <laughs> all right we yes, don't feel yeah. anything but you didn't hear what there. i said i said because it's too sad so yeah, yeah, i don't want to yeah. think about it speak for yourself <laughs> okay well <laughs> yeah oh dear yeah 
you've been very very indulgent with us father gary not only this this afternoon but for years in general in, in general, general yeah yeah well, you, you guys, put up with a lot <laughs> no you guys are really good and we have fun together so, yeah yeah that's, that's a good sign yeah joy is a good I, sign. I like to bury all my emotions in humor mm-hmm yeah and make a joke about it let's that's and i go home later and cry into my pillow yes <laughs> okay that's my strategy well, i was thinking this guy at work this one older fellow at the nursing home i said I just figured out why I'm grouchy when I go home. My family, my wife and my daughter's living at home right now. It's because I have to be nice all day for like several hours every day. I've got to be nice and nice and nice and nice and nice. And it's like, eh. <laughs> okay. Anyway. It's like nice is, a, is, is like a commodity or like a I know. No, 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 no. I, love, of. I do love what I do, but it's, 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 a, it's an effort. It's uh -huh, like, what's well, uh -huh. like being a priest, right? People uh -huh. expect you to be nice all the time. Every day you, yeah. you have a finite amount of it and you run out as you're nice to people. That's true. Eventually you just run out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you do. You get tired. You, you warm, you come you warm home and it's emotionally draining. I come home yeah. and I'm like, mm, I'm not going to smile at anyone tonight. Yeah. That's <laughs> why when you have a family, you, you know this and I know this. It's yeah. like, you, you can't just, there's a little bit of that. That's, a, that's allowed. But at a certain point, you got to be yourself and enjoy your family too. Mm -hmm. But you were saying, Father Gary, like you love people, yeah. but you also need time on your own. Oh yeah, like yeah, it's recharge. a, yeah, if, um, if I'm around people like day after day after day, uh, for most of the days, uh, there comes a point in time when I just think, oh, I, I just need to get away just to be quiet, be silent, be, be alone, just to recharge, you know? Mm -hmm. But if I'm in that space a little bit too long, then oh, I need people, I, yeah. I need to talk to people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of the great I want things. people. I, yeah. I feel happy. I, I feel happy when you were saying this earlier today. When we have a great conversation with somebody, afterwards I feel, wow, that was great. You know? Yeah, great. Like this yeah. one. Like this one. Yeah. Thanks, Father Gary. Thank you. Can we wrap it? What do you think, Sam? Let's wrap it up. All, All right. right. Thank you, Father Gary. Thanks Thank for listening, you. guys. Thank you, guys. It's time for a spicy sea special. The Raptors update. That was way too dramatic. Who cares? <laughs> I was. care. Oh, man. Okay. So are you going to find a picture of the Raptors for me? No, that, not that one. Raptors training camp, 2020. You should have get, told me this ahead of time. I know. Well, can you talk while we're doing it? Because I'm, I'm not cutting. This is, You're this not is cutting. It. We're nope. going live. Okay. We're going live. We're live. So the Raptors apparently are reporting to training camp, which is... Great news for fans. If you're a fan of the Raptors and you look up, look up 2020, make sure we get 2020. There they go. That's going to be great, isn't oh, it? 2020. 2020, because that's the whole point. It's like all of a sudden the Raptors are coming back. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it's going to be great. This was last year. I don't think there are any pictures of training camp. Oh, okay. There you go. Let's show that picture anyway. That's a fun one. Because... There we have three of the Raptors from last year, still on the team this year. Kyle Lowry with his back to us. He was the point guard of the team. Um, to the right of the picture is Spicy P, from whom I stole my nickname, Pascal Siakam. And to uh, the middle of the picture is Serge Ibaka. And Serge Ibaka apparently had this cooking show. I don't know if it's still going. We cooked all kinds of weird stuff, like cow eyes or something, and made friends of his eat, eat the stuff. I don't know. He's a, he's a cool guy. He's a fun guy. I think he's a French national, but African origin. Those are the Raptors. Some of the three key players. And 
it's so exciting to have the Raptors at their training camp. That's your update. So what does this actually mean for basketball fans, which I am not? What? Training camp? Yeah. Oh, it just means that they get together for a couple of weeks before the... the so they does this the, mean the season is actually starting? They're resuming the season. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, no, no, uh, sorry. Yeah, I should have said that maybe a little more clearly. The plan is, and it's all contingent on everything working out in the world, which all kinds of... Everything working out in the world. What could go wrong? I know. They're in Florida. <laughs> should be know. okay. Yeah, should be fine. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so if everything goes well, everything goes according to plan, all these NBA teams are going to get together in Florida. Uh, they're going to be on. There's an ESPN. It's like a tournament or what? It's, it's the, They're going to play eight games to finish mm-hmm. off the season, and then they're going to go into the playoffs. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So this is. They're actually going to. Eight games. And then it's going into the playoffs. They've played about 60, 65 games already, every team oh, has. Oh, right, okay. So this is sort of rounding out the season, though not the full 82-game season. So will these eight games still be weighted the same as a normal game? Yeah. In terms of their standings but and all they, But they've, they've only allowed the top, I think it's 24 teams out of 30 to participate. Hmm. So um, it's complicated, but basically eight games of regular season, then a little play-in tournament, and then the playoffs themselves will start and they will crown a champion. So I think I did pretty good at pretending to be interested in all that. I I was amazed at how much time you spent asking me actual questions. I asked leading questions. At some point in the future, we will explain I don't care about at all. Why are we even doing the rappers updates besides the fact that anyway. We'll That's that. for another episode. That is for another episode. Thank you. Training camp opening. Woo! It's so short, I thought we would just show it again, so. Oh, we are back. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today for this episode of Swamp Things. We'll see you next time. As always, drop us an e- drop us an email, drop us a line, swamptingspodcast at gmail.com. Anything final to say, Spicy C? He's the Sam Tater. I'm Spicy C. That's about it. Signing off.